Hey, this is Jerry Galloway. I'm the pastor of LHA Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this encourages your heart, strengthens your faith, and gives you perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. John chapter 14 is where we're going to head together this morning. John chapter 14. Once you find it, you can place your finger there if you want and hold it for a few minutes, and we're going to work our way towards that text together. John chapter 14 and verse 27 is where we're going to be. Uh, I do encourage you, if you have the Uversion app, it's great to be able to follow right along and uh, even to make some notes inside that app uh, during the time together in the Word this morning. I read a great story uh, the other day. An elderly couple had walked many years together on this earth. There came a time when, uh, when the wife passed away and went to be with the Lord, and just as the funeral service had ended and they were at the graveside and the minister completed the graveside service there, in the distance there was a lightning bolt. That lightning bolt was accompanied by a tremendous burst of rumbling thunder that shook the ground and all of the surroundings. The little old man stood there by the graveside with the pastor and very calmly looked at the pastor and said, well, pastor, she's there. (laughs) And she's his problem now. (laughs) (laughs) This morning I want to, in our Love Live lead series, as we've been in the live section I want to continue today talking to you about a life that Jesus Christ offers. It's a life, my friend, that this world can't begin to afford. They can't provide. They can't promise. But it's a life that is full. It's a life that is free. And it's a life that is only found in Jesus Christ. Today I want to, we have been the last couple of weeks on joy. Today we're going to continue on in peace. You know, peace is something that people around the world today Are searching for. Ronald Reagan once said, A people free to choose will always choose peace. Since the beginning of time, the lack of peace has plagued those from all walks of life the rich and the poor. We as a nation have seen in recent months as Those who the world and society would consider to be the rich and the famous, those who are successful, have ended their lives on this earth because of a lack of inward peace. Men and women who gained the entire world, they had its riches, its notoriety, its luxuries, its ease, its lifestyle, that is sought after by so many, and yet their lives were empty and devoid of peace. They found that riches cannot soothe the soul. Luxuries cannot ease the mind. Lifestyles cannot bring satisfaction. Peace is what man has sought after. And since the fall, they have sought after it and Man has never been able to find it. It, In a man's journey to find peace within, mankind has sought after pleasures only to find that peace cannot be found on this earth when it's sought after searching for the things of God and they do so in vain when they do it apart from God. Nations, governments, rulers have sought after peace in the world. You and I know very well the Middle East is constantly in a state of turmoil, and it has been since the days of Isaac and Ishmael. Since 1991, there have been 13 major peace processes concerning the Middle East, and yet, today, they still remain far away 
from peace. Peace has eluded the rich and the famous. Peace within nations and governments cannot be found, but when we come a little closer to home, we find that peace in men and women's lives also seem to be absent. They struggle to find peace in their marriages, yet there seems to be no peace between spouses, no peace in the relationships. Absent is the peace between parents and their children. No peace on the job. No peace of mind. No peace in the heart. No peace in their spirit. They lack peace even in their sleep. They lay down to sleep and when sleep finally comes, their dreams and their imaginations only cause anxieties and stress, but no peace. The atmospheres in their homes are devoid of peace. They only know strife, anger, and outburst. They face stress on the job only to come home to a castle that is filled with unrest. It's in the middle of all of this unrest that Jesus utters the words we find in our text this morning in John 14 and verse 27. Look there with me if you will. Peace. I leave you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. This message of Jesus Christ is not going out to a people who are embellished in the realm of peace. But rather, he's giving this message to his followers who are about to see him die. And not just any death, but he will be crucified on the cross in the worst of ways. He will be beaten, abused. He will bleed and die upon the cross of crucifixion. Jesus has been their leader, their friend, their companion, their Lord, their helper, their keeper. But for a time and a season, that's all about ready to come to an end. Jesus Christ will die on the cross. And there on the cross, his life will come to an end. This truth is the background. It's, it's the picture. It's the... Facts that are leading up to his discourse here in John 14 and 27. He is preparing them for his death. His death which would cause them great hardship. Understanding this, he speaks these words to them. Do not let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. He says to them, I'm giving you a peace that will sustain you through trials. I'm giving you a peace that will hold you and carry you and keep you through it all. There are some thoughts that I want us to give our attention to this morning. We find nestled right within this passage concerning his promise of peace. Not only, friends, for his disciples, but for you and for me. The first thing we find in this passage is this. He makes a promise, and his promise is this, his peace. Look at verse 27. My peace I give you. My peace I give you. Now, as a culture, we understand the importance of a will. When an individual dies, it is in their last will and testament where they make declarations as to how their assets are to be distributed. Jesus says at this point, my peace I give you. When Christ is about to leave this world, he made his will known to those who would follow after. His spirit he would give to his father while upon the cross. 
his body would be left to Joseph of Arimathea for proper burial. His clothes would be divided among the soldiers who crucified him. His mother would be placed under the care of John the Beloved. But what might he leave his disciples, the men who'd walked the streets with him, the men who had seen him raise the dead, heal the blind eyes? He was not known for lots of silver and gold. But what Christ would leave them would be infinitely better for it would be something that would pass all understanding. It wasn't just a title that Jesus chose to give them. He was giving them a possession. He said, my peace I give to you. A father gives his possessions to his children and no greater gift could be given to the followers of Jesus Christ of which you and I are a part than the possession of peace. He made this declaration to a group of people who would be exposed to trials, troubles, and great difficulties. In fact, they were such extreme difficulty, sometimes it's hard for us even to imagine. It would be those who would need his precious peace. One cannot underestimate the power of his words, my peace I give you. You see, his very essence is peace. Ephesians 2 and Verse 14 records these words for us, for he himself is our peace. His initial coming to this earth was announced and it was proclaimed as a promise of peace in Luke 2 and 14 where it says, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. God himself is the author and the giver of peace. When we go back to the beginning of time, in Genesis, the newly created world came into being at his command. How many of you believe God is the creator of all things? Amen. This world came into being when God spoke the words and peace reigned on the earth as it did in heaven. It was not God who banished peace from the earth, but rather sin. Sin came like a flood across the earth, and the result of no peace was what was found. As men sinned, they lost peace. Yet in that process, it did not stop God, for God sent his son to bring peace to us. Oh, can I tell you today how marvelous our God is, how caring our God is when we're going our one way. He's still working all things together for the good in our life. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Some of you have been praying for loved ones, and it seems like the harder you pray, the harder they run away from God. But I declare to you today, even when you don't feel it, even when you don't see it, our God is work. Our God is working. Our God is working. Never give up. Never give in. Don't stop believing. Don't stop praying. Don't stop standing firm. For he is always, always at work. Isaiah 9 and 6 prophesied of Christ and declared these words. He will be called the Prince of Peace. He is the reigning ruler of peace. He is the author of an originator of peace outside of the prince of peace. My friend, there is no peace. It was Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who came to bring peace back to humanity. Let me describe for a moment his peace to you. We find when he is 
in ministry, we find him at peace when he is praying on the top of the mountain in communion with the Father. He was at peace when he was asleep in the boat with his disciples who were caught in a terrible storm. Now, some people say, I can only have peace when things are going good. Jesus had peace in the midst of an incredible storm. It was in that boat. Jesus stood up and said, peace. Peace. Be still. And the wind and the waves obeyed his voice. Why? He's the prince. <laughs> He's the prince of all peace. He spoke peace. The sick bodies full of disease and healing came. He spoke to the dead men in the grave whose death caused an enormous heartbreak and despair. And he said these words, Lazarus, come forth. Christ's words spoke peace to Mary at the tomb when she was filled with grief and sorrow. He said these words, my peace I give you. The world could not shake or dismantle his peace. Troubles could not overcome his peace. Fear was dismantled, on the other hand, by his peace. Worry was overcome by the power of his peace. I don't know, my friend, what may be going on today in your world, but his promise and his words remain the same. My peace I give you. Or you can say all day long, well, I know he loves this person. I know he loves that person. Friend, today this word is directed at you. My peace I give you. Not only do we find it's his peace, but we find that the peace that he gives, secondly, is an abiding peace. Peace. Notice the words in verse 27. Peace I leave you. My peace I give to you. He was about to leave this earth and his absence, his absence would be very real. His presence would no longer be with them as they've known it. But as he's about to leave this earth in his absence, part of him would still remain. Peace, I leave you. He left behind a pearl of great price. He left behind a rock that we could stand on. He left behind the presence of one that was like no other. He said, peace I am leaving with you. It's not just any peace, it's my peace. I leave you. Peace was with him when he confronted the Pharisees and the teachers of the law that were trying to kill him. He had peace when he faced the cruel cross of Calvary. He had peace when he faced the greatest enemies. He declared, I have overcome. And because I have overcome, you will overcome also. His peace carried him through the fires, through the flood, through the fierceness of storms. And his promise is this, my peace that I've always had in the midst of these, I'm leaving with you. It's well tested. It's brought me through. And it will not let you down it's his peace you can have today it's his peace that will keep you it's his peace that will never leave you nor forsake you it's his peace that will comfort you it's his peace that will abide with you no matter what tomorrow may bring his peace will abide with you. No matter what you may face, we can face it with his peace. It's with me. It's an abiding peace. It's the kind of peace that, if you will, comes home to live with you. 
Trouble can't shake it. Storms can't stop it. Trials can't scare it away. When the storms are over, peace will still rule and reign. It's the promise. How many of y'all know what a promise is? Promise it's going to be fulfilled. Now, you see, how many of y'all, we'll be honest, how many ever made a promise and couldn't fulfill it? Yeah. That happens, doesn't it? There's sometimes things change uh, that are beyond our control, and we can't fulfill it. Last Sunday when uh, the garrisons were here with Nancy was here, uh, Glenn and Nancy were both supposed to be together, and Glenn had double booked himself and didn't realize it. And he was at another church, and she was here with us. Those things happen because we're human. But I want to tell you the frailties that you and I may know, the potentials that we may know of promises not coming through with humanity absolutely does not happen with God for what he has promised he will do what he says he'll fulfill if he said it you can believe it if he said it you can bank your life on it if he said it you can count on it he will not fail you he won't let you down there's not a problem so big it gets God off course there's not a trouble so difficulty he gets confused and overwhelmed where he can't fulfill it I tell you today if he says my peace I give you and I leave with you you can trust you can trust that no matter what happens it will be there his promise is this he is our peace what's his name Jesus say that again Jesus he said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. He is our peace. Friend, when you choose to walk with him, you can walk in peace. You see, peace comes when you and I are in right relationship with God. Romans 5 and 1 gives us this encouragement. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus' words in John 15 were this, remain in me and I will remain in you. When you read that 15th chapter again and again and again and again, have you ever as a parent ever kept repeating yourself to your kid? And your kid's like, why do you keep saying it? Because I say it because I talk and you don't always listen. You hear it, but you don't hear it. Jesus, throughout the 15th chapter of John, keeps saying, If you remain in me, my words remain in you. You go down a couple, if you remain in me, he's saying, Y'all, I'm repeating because you're not getting it. If you remain in me, say that with me. If you remain in me, he's saying, If you'll take the steps to remain in me, he said, I'll remain in you friend when you are walking in right relationship with God peace comes as a result Philippians 4 and 7 gives us these words and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus when everybody else is all upset and they can't figure out why you're not upset his peace passes all understanding when everybody else is running around, if you will, like a chick with its head cut off, just running around, bumping into everything, everybody's wondering, why aren't you going crazy and afraid? Because he is my prince of peace. When we abide with him, his peace abides with us. Isaiah 26 and 3 says, you will keep in perfect peace. I like that. There are no mistakes in the word. You will keep in perfect perfect peace all who trust in you all whose thoughts are fixed on you he says i'll keep you in peace i'll protect you with peace i'll cover you and your life with my peace i will protect your mind with peace so how many times we need our minds protected with peace all who trust in me he says i will keep in perfect peace. His promise is not only just that it's his peace, but it's an abiding peace. 
The third thing I want you to notice in that passage is that it's my peace. We're as a group, so it's our peace. Look at verse 27. My peace I give to you. I don't give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. How many of y'all ever received a gift? Imagine for a moment they have the biggest birthday party for you you've ever had in your life. All of your friends and relatives are there. Your co-workers, people you've known forever. You know, as the older we get, the bigger deal the birthday becomes. It's kind of like, are you still living? <laughs> it becomes a bigger deal the older we get. And so everybody's coming and all the friends are there. And imagine your friends have brought you gifts and and y'all have had a great time, and you've had cake, and you've had punch, and you've laughed together, and you've seen funny videos, and people have said funny memories about you, embarrassing memories about you. And after all the fun's done, everybody gets to leave, and they go past the gift table, and the gift they brought you, they pick it up and carry it right back out the door. <laughs> How many of y'all know they may be your friends, but you be like, hey, 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 where are you going with that? What would you say? You would say... That's whose? Mine. That's mine. You may have bought it, but it's mine. Your hard-earned money got it. It's mine. It's got my name on it. It belongs to me. It has become. When you put it on my birthday table, it became my possession. <laughs> if you want to take it by home, you should have left it in the car. Too late now, friend. Love you, but this is important stuff here. Jesus said, my peace I give. I give to you. Now, you know, the world that you and I live in today uh, can only offer a false peace. It's a peace that is based on man and his agreements. Now, how many of y'all know that doesn't work very long? Whew. Peace that is based on humanity. Peace that is based on a constantly changing set of circumstances. Peace that is founded upon opinions and abilities of man which ultimately are given to failure. What Jesus says in the midst of that thought is this. I don't give you the kind of peace that the world gives. I don't give it the way the world gives because the, the peace that I give you will cause you to not be full of trouble, fearful, and afraid. See, when the world gives, it gives with strings attached. He gives freely. The world gives if we give something in return. He gives when we have nothing to give in return. The peace the world gives cannot, cannot be the type of peace that can take anything away in your life. What the world gives is contingent on everything going just right. How many of you know life doesn't go just right? One of the things I find is the older I get, the more I plan. And the more I plan, the more I get upset when the plans don't happen. Well, we can't do it that way. I got it planned this way. See, what the world offers is based on circumstances around us changing. What Jesus gives is a peace that works even when everything is falling apart. He says, I'm giving you my peace. It's yours. What he's really saying is what's in me is going to be in you. It's my gift to you. It's my source to you. It's his peace. It's a peace so powerful money can't buy it. Work can't earn it. 
It is so valuable. The only way he could get it to us was to give it. Give it freely to those who ask. The promise of the word was this. Ask and you shall receive. It's my peace. My peace. Now, one of the things we often take as ours, how many of y'all ever had any troubles? Lift your hand. Yeah. Those, how many of y'all know, nobody wants those. You can't get your friends. They're good friends, but they won't take that stuff. In fact, when you talk to them, you'll say, you know what, man, I've got this big trouble. And when you explain it, they'll look at you and say, you do have troubles. They don't say, well, hey, let me take a little bit of that. Let's get some of us all together. We'll take a quarter each, and, and then we'll take all your trouble. No, it doesn't work that way, does it? It's yours. It's, I have, uh, wow, Lord, give me the words here. When, when we are diagnosed with sickness, it's mine. When we have um, financial troubles, it's mine. When we have emotional battles we face, deep hurts and uh, emotional wounds, what, they become ours, don't they? We take them as ours. Jesus said, listen, what I have, I want to give it to you. That's why the scripture says, he will give a garment of praise in the place of a spirit of heaviness. You got the spirit of heaviness. He says, I want to give you a garment of praise. Dear Lord Jesus. Whew. Man. All we have is healing. He says, I want to give you. All we have, excuse me, is sickness. And all he says, I want to give you my healing. We have loneliness. He says, I want to give you my presence. We have trouble, trials, frustrations. He says, I want to give you peace my peace I leave you. My peace I give to you. He said, I don't give it as the world gives. And then he gives this phrase in. Do not let your hearts be troubled and neither be afraid. Now I want to remind you in closing, he's preparing them for his death. All of us have experienced death. Jesus' death was incredibly difficult for these people because, you see, when you and I experience someone who passes away, uh, you and I will go to a local funeral home, and there we will have the funeral service and the burial. Jesus was different. They walked up to a place called Golgotha's Hill. It was there. They would watch him, a man in perfect health, taken to a point of death. He would be beaten with the hands of men. He would be whipped and scorned and punched. Tormented beyond anything that you and I can even begin to fathom. It was there then they would take him after they had done all those things to him. They would lay down an old wooden cross and there they would with large spikes. They would nail his hands and his feet to a cross. Jesus Christ would be hung on a cross in, in such a fashion that if he wanted to breathe. He would have to push himself up with his feet on the nails through his feet. Just to get a little bit of breath. Every time he breathed, unbelievable pain beyond anything they can imagine. They watched him as the blood that had kept him alive flowed down the cross, splattered on the ground below. This was going to be an extreme death. One that I don't have words for. Many of you may recall back 
a few years ago the, the film that was out, The Passion of the Christ. I sat that day in that room with men and women like, and I saw big, strong men sitting there with, with tears streaming and coursing down their cheeks as they watched. I can't imagine being there. It's with that background and that thought in life that Jesus said, listen, my peace I'm leaving with you. My peace I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled and neither be afraid. Now you and I all know troubles and we all know what it is to be afraid. Jesus said, if you have me, you have something the world doesn't have. You can face troubles and trials and fears and worries. He says, but I am giving you something. Dear Jesus, I pray this word will sink in our hearts. He said, I'm giving you something that is stronger than fear. I'm giving you something that is stronger than worry. I'm giving you something that is stronger than the troubles you're going through. He said, my peace I give. Father, in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit of God. Holy Spirit of God. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray right now for every person in this room. I pray, Father, for those who have laid awake at night filled with worry, filled with harassing thoughts of doom, harassing thoughts of situations completely out of control. When they finally are able to drift off into sleep, their dreams are only filled with more things that cause anxiety and fears and worries. Father, maybe they're here today and they're needing to make a, a decision and, and they don't have peace about the situation. Father, no matter what they may be facing today, oh, Jesus, no matter what they may be facing today, you are their peace. You are their peace. Father, I pray right now in this moment that the peace of God passes and goes beyond all our understanding. Lord, I pray your peace would be here in this room right now. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, 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 right now. Father, I pray your peace right now. Your peace right now. Father, I pray right now. Hmm. I'm going to ask for the next few moments. Nobody moves around and nobody's stirring just for the next few moments. Right where you're at. Friends, I'm not, I'm telling you, I feel Jesus here right now in this room. I don't know, my friend, what you may be facing, but you say, I so desperately need his peace. I so desperately need his peace in my heart. I so desperately need his peace in my mind and in my life. I need it so desperately. Friend, if that's you, just right where you're at, right where you're at would you just lift your hand and say, I just need his peace today. Yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. How many others you would join these that have already lifted a hand? I just need his peace. Yes, 
Yes. 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 How many others while we wait? I just need his peace. Listen, friend, it's a very personal gift he's giving. And it's you he has in mind. I just want to encourage you, I don't want you to move. I don't want you to do anything other than right where you're, right where you're at, right where you're sitting. Just between you and him right now, just say, Lord, I need your peace. I need your peace. Lord, you said you promised to give it to us. Lord, we need your peace right now. Sweet Jesus. Sweet Holy Spirit. We need your peace right now. Hmm, we need your peace right now. My peace I give to you were his words. Right where you are, would you just begin to say, Lord, I receive your peace. I receive your peace. I receive your peace. Right now in this moment, friend, you don't need another moment, another day. Just right now, I receive. Lord, I receive from you. Father, right now in this place, in this moment, in this divine moment. God, I pray for people that are spread across this room. Father, you know the situations of life that have caused them to be in this place today where they say, I need your peace. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask right now for the work of the Lord right now in this room. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that peace that passes all our understanding would begin to come and would begin to fill their hearts and fill their minds. Lord, man may fail. You never fail. You said, my peace I give you. So right now, Lord, we receive peace. Lord, where there's been unrest, we receive peace where there's been troubles and difficulties beyond our comprehension. We receive your peace. For those who are needing to make decisions, Lord, we receive your peace. For those who have lost sleepless nights, filled with unrest, we receive right now your peace. Oh, Jesus. We receive your peace. We receive your peace. We receive. We receive your peace. Peace that is stronger Peace that is greater. Peace that no mind nor man can imagine. Peace. Pray right now. In Jesus' name. And it's peace. Peace. Wonderful peace. It's coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit for. Every 
in fathomless billows of love. Would you sing us the declaration? And it's peace, peace, such wonderful peace. Where's it coming from? Coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever I pray in fathomless billows of love. I want to talk to you for just a moment. Some of you may say, how, how will I know that I have his peace? Because friends, he didn't say, he didn't say, you won't ever walk through any trials. He didn't say you won't walk through hardship. He didn't say you won't face difficulties. Hmm. But he did say this. When you walk through the fires, I'll be there. When you walk through the floods, they'll not overtake you because I am there. He said, I have overcome the world, and because I've overcome, you will overcome also. So I, I, I don't want to give you a false, a false thought. His peace doesn't make the trouble go away. His peace sustains you until the trouble goes away. His peace keeps you when you can't keep yourself. You'll come to the end of the trial. The 23rd Psalm says it well. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Oh, friend, his peace. His peace. His peace. I want to encourage you. When troubles camp out on your doorstep, I thank you that I have your peace. There's a decision, Lord, we've got to make, but I'm thankful I have your peace. I'm going to ask that you'll stand this morning. Um, I feel just very impressed in my heart. I, I haven't prepared for this. I just feel impressed in my heart. I'm going to ask you, would you just hold your hands out like this? And, and what you're doing, you're just in a receiving mode, okay? You're kind of, when somebody's giving something to you, you're in a receiving mode. I just want to speak some words of blessing, of peace, not only over you, but, but into you, okay? I declare over you today that you have the peace of God. I declare the peace of God that resides within you is greater than man's comprehension. Men will not understand it, but you will possess a peace that is greater than man's understanding. I declare over you, peace will be a solid foundation for you to stand on. You won't have to borrow. You won't have to go get something from somebody else because it's your peace he's given to you. It's your possession. It's your gift. It resides within you today. It is the peace of Jesus Christ. I declare clear thoughts in your mind. I declare stronghold and not fear. I declare deep sleep and not restless sleep. I declare a sound mind 
and not a mind run ragged by fear. I declare the peace of Jesus Christ will fill you, guard you, keep you, and surround you. I declare over you today living peace, restful peace, joy-filled peace, peace in abundance, peace that abides with you. Peace that goes ahead of you. <laughs> Peace that's already in Monday. <laughs> I declare over you the blessing of God's peace. May it fill and overflow out of your life. In the name of Jesus Christ, I declare it. In the name of Jesus Christ, we receive it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Remember his words, my peace I give you. We're always so thankful for Sundays when we get to be together with you. Always so thankful we get to gather together with the saints. This morning, my heart was so encouraged. At one point, I stopped singing to listen to y'all sing. It was so incredible. The, the room was filled with your voices as you sang. What a great day this has been in the house of the Lord. His mercies are fresh and new every day to us. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. And may he always cause his face to shine upon you. God bless you today. Have a great day. May the joy of the Lord always be your strength. God bless you.